Hey, hey, and welcome everyone to the Official Gears Podcast. My name is Brian Franks. I'm one of your hosts. I'm here with my good friend and fellow mouse expert, Alan Warren. How are you, buddy? Hey, I'm good. How's it going today? Oh, good. Kind of excited to get this going. Uh, episode number one. So here we go. So, hey, Brian, before we get too far into this, do you want to uh, kind of give listeners an idea of where our name comes from? Yeah, so Alan and I are mouse experts with Ears of Experience, which is a authorized Disney vacation planning agency where we specialize in planning vacations for all the different Disney destinations, which includes Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, Alani, which is a Disney resort and spa in Hawaii, the Universal Orlando Resort, Universal Studios, Hollywood, the SeaWorld Parks, and Legoland. Within years of experience, we don't call ourselves travel agents. We call ourselves mouse experts. There are roughly about 325 of us within the company. Most of them are female. And Alan and I just kind of figured we need a place where all the guys can get together and collaborate. So we came up with the guys of years of experience, or gears for short. This allows us to get together in our small little group and collaborate and help figure out you know, all the obstacles that guys come across and, and figure out how we can get around those. And, you know, it's just our small little group. So again, we are the guys of years of experience. Alan, do you want to tell them a little bit more about what a mouse expert is? Yeah. So uh, like Brian said, we're the guys of years experience. We're uh, probably about 10 to 15% of the uh, ears agents or the ears travel concierges. Um, but uh, being a mouse expert, uh, we, we treat things a little bit differently. So we actually call ourselves travel concierges. Uh, with ears, and that is a little bit different from just a travel agent. Um, we do have a lot of uh, extensive training that we do on all of our destinations that we offer um, our services for. So again, pretty extensive training. We do have uh, an annual conference that we try to attend. Um, it helps kind of hone our skills and gives us more information about what's coming. Um, but the reason we go with travel concierge instead of a travel agent is we don't just book your your travel. You know, a lot of people think of a travel agent. You call and say, hey. You know, I'm looking for this. Um, let's set it up. Uh, so we start there, but we actually want to get to know you. We want to get to know your family. We want to know what your likes and dislikes are. And then we actually partner with you to help plan a trip that's tailor suited specifically to your family. So we know that every family has a different idea of a perfect vacation. And we're here to help make those vacation dreams come true. So we are your travel concierges with ears of experience or your mouse experts. Yeah, and as I mentioned, this is episode number one of the Official Gears podcast. We want to kind of give you a rundown of how we, our episodes are going to work. Um, we started this podcast to be a help to you and help you be more informative when traveling to any Disney universe or SeaWorld destination. So here you can look forward to having a good time while being informed. Um, if you came to our podcast because you saw the gears and think it's going to be about engines or machines or anything like that, I apologize. I hope you do stick around though, because Hopefully, eventually, you're going to want to take your children or your grandchildren to uh, one of our one of the big parks that we service, and we want to be here for you when that time comes. We're going to help to provide you with some food for thought while we discuss our likes and dislikes, provide park and resort updates, and help you understand why a vacation in one of these locations may be perfect for your family. So again, in episode one, Alan and I have decided that we want to discuss all the different Disney mountains. We're going to talk about the redesign of Epcot. We'll play a little of this or that, and we'll have some Disney trivia fun as well. Uh, before we get started, though, Alan, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and where you come from? So, sure. Uh, I grew up in the central California area until um, I was about 13, so 
luckily we started going to Disneyland when I was pretty young and had several trips there with my family. Um, pretty much fell in love with it from the beginning, of course. Uh, and as I got older, we moved uh, away into the uh, Midwest outside of St. Louis. Uh, and I still love theme parks. So I actually ended up working at Six Flags in the St. Louis area. And uh, my senior year of high school, I was hired by Disney. So I was lucky enough to move to Orlando. I spent about 18 years down there um, and about eight and a half years working at the theme parks. Uh, so I was really able to bring that love of theme parks, you know, full circle to work there and help create magic for people. Um, and I really enjoyed that. So uh, a few years ago, I moved back to the Midwest. So while I'm not there at the parks all the time, we do go uh, several times a year. Um, to usually to Disney World, um, but we're, we're kind of junkies. We really enjoy theme parks of all type. And uh, so now being able to uh, be a mouse expert with mere years of experience, I really enjoy being able to help families uh, discover the magic of Disney you know, and vacations like that um, and help them find something new, uh, maybe something you haven't done before you didn't know about. Uh, and it's just really great to be able to share that experience with people and, and bring some joy out and uh, help their families experience something that's uh, pretty magical. What about you, Brian? Yeah, so I'm along the same lines with you. I grew up loving theme parks. Um, we were for very fortunate to be able to be in what felt like Orlando every summer, multiple times a year. We got to go to California a lot. I've been to all the SeaWorld uh, destinations, both universals. Um, and so at a young age, I really just kind of fell in love with thrill rides and in the theme parks. Um, as I've gotten older and now that we've settled down um, a little south of Nashville in a town called Murfreesboro, we don't get to travel to the parks as often as we'd like, which I think is kind of a good thing because, you know, we still feel that magic when we go and we're walking down Main Street or walking through uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. It still feels like magic is happening. And, you know, there's just nothing better than seeing all the smiling faces, all the kids seeing Mickey Mouse for the first time or their favorite princess like that. That still gets to me. And so being able to help my clients feel that, whether it's their first time going or they go 10 times a year, you know, that's just something that I really, really enjoy. And it brings, you know, com complete satisfaction to me to just know that I had a small part of that. And, you know, so hopefully through this podcast, I'll be able to express my, my, my love for Disney and Universal to our listeners. And, you know, I'm just, I'm excited to get this going. So. I got a question for you. Yeah, though. and I don't have kids. <laughs> well, I don't have kids, but I know you've got some young kids too. So I'm sure that's great to be able to experience it through their eyes too as you've gotten older, right? Yeah, and, and they haven't lost their love for it either. Like it's not because we go so often, they haven't lost the, you know, the love for Disney or you know, they, they pick up on different things. Like right now, the hidden Mickeys are huge. Um, you know, they're <laughs> always looking for those. Abigail loves looking for the... Um, Oh shoot! I can't think of his name. Um, the lizard from the chameleon from Rapunzel, from Tangled. Pascal. Yes. Oh, she, gotta look for Pascal. Yes, she she loves finding those out there. Uh, and the same thing when they had Remy at Epcot, she loved walking around trying to find those. So they they definitely haven't lost their love for it. And each time they go, they it's something new to them. So yeah, it's it's definitely good that they still have that. Absolutely. So, I've got a question for you. Okay. What is the one thing you fell in love with on your very first trip to Disney that you can remember? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. Um, Cause I, I started going when I was pretty young, but there's just, I don't know. It's that um, suspense of reality, I guess, 
when you walk down main street and you see the castle at the end of the street or you turn and go through an adventure land and you um you know are at the jungle cruise and seeing pirates of the caribbean um the the fact that you can just kind of suspend reality and go and uh, live in the fantasy for a little while uh, is really cool even as you get older and you still kind of know how more of it works and what's going on behind the scenes and you know having worked there uh it, it still doesn't lose that to me you know there's attractions we go on every time we go they're just it's a staple it's a history and and you got to do it because it's part of the experience um but just being able to kind of suspend reality forget that you know you might have had a bad day at work or what's going on in the world for a little while um just go and enjoy and and spend time with um, loved ones and just really enjoy a great new experience what about you what would you what made you want to come back time and time again yeah so well my very first experience is um i honestly don't remember what park it was in i want to say it was in uh, walt disney world in, in toontown back when they had it um i feel like i was late elementary school or early middle school but we went into this dome that on the inside looked like uh, the outside of Spaceship Earth. My parents didn't tell us why we were there. And, you know, we went down and we didn't sit down in a circle or anything like that. Everybody just went and sat, you know, as close to each other as they could. But far, you know, far enough away where people could still walk in and out. And we were in there for, you know, a good while. And then all of a sudden the cast members come out and they start singing happy birthday. I just thought we were in there for some birthday celebration that my parents was like, Oh, let's go check this out because it's on the time, time car, you know, the, the times menu. And lo and behold, Mickey mouse comes out and he's got a, you know, he's all dressed up for you know, like in a birthday outfit. And so I realized it's Mickey mouse's birthday. Can't remember which one it was, anything like that, but uh, it apparently was a big enough milestone that they were making a big celebration of this every, every day. So he's sitting there eating, cake with Mickey Mouse and getting pictures taken and we all got a little uh, celebration button uh, you know the big five inch circle ones that you used to wear on your shirt um, <laughs> can't remember where mine is I'm sure it's upstairs in my parents attic but just seeing that and, and getting to experience that like is it that is one of my very first memories that I can remember of going through like I said I think it's Walt Disney World in, in, in the old two town and I I really wish that was still there because I, I love that area that does sound like that. So there used to be um, a uh, Disney cartoon afternoon show that you would go through and the cartoon, the characters from the Disney afternoon would be there. And outside you would go into an area that had a giant cake uh, and Mickey would come out and you sang happy birthday to Mickey. And there was a whole Mickey birthday song. So that was, that was in the old Toontown. There you uh, go. I actually I remember remembered something. I'm not, I'm not as crazy as I thought I was. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> What's the one thing that keeps bringing you back? Oh my gosh. It's just that the feeling that it's, nobody tells a story quite like Disney and the parks are just this great extension of the movies and that suspension of reality. So like I said, even as adults, we don't have kids and we love to go and hang out. And uh, as we've gotten older, we like an adult beverage, but um, you, you always feel like you're going on a vacation. So one of the things we enjoy is going to food and wine at Epcot and being able to um, sample food from around the world or, um, hang out and get a, a cocktail from different places around the world. Um, so we actually sit and people watch. One of our favorite places is uh, to sit in the little cafe chairs outside the Rose and Crown pub in England and uh, have a half yard of beer and hang out and just people watch and talk to people. And um, 
it always amazes us that uh, all the folks from the UK go to the UK and they hang out and get beer there. And I'm like, but isn't this just like being at home? Yeah. Like you come all the way to Florida and you want to hang out in the UK pavilion. I'm like, what? why is that? Uh, it's always great to just be able to sit and talk to people. And it's, it's that whole camaraderie and shared experiences that, you know, it just makes it amazing every time you go. Yeah. I don't think we've ever gone where we've had a bad time. No. And I, I always say there's three wonderful places to people watch if you like to people watch. And it's Walmart, airports, and amusement parks. Oh, yeah. And I feel like you always get the best of people at one of those three places. So, the, or, or the most entertaining. Yeah. It may not be the best of people, but it's usually the most entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but what about you? What's your favorite? What keeps you coming back time and time again? I, I'm, I'm along with you. Like, it, it really is just the, the feeling you get when you're there. And I mean, it can be, you know, you're on a 10 hour plane ride or bus ride or whatever. Um, but it's like the minute you step foot on property or, or you drive underneath the sign and, and everybody that's been to Disney World multiple times, you know the sign. And, you know, the, the welcome to uh, Walt Disney World. Like it's just at that moment you, you realize I'm on vacation. Everything's going to be taken care, for, care of for me. I can relax. I'm, I'm going to the happiest place on earth unless you're, you know, you got a baby with you and then it's, that's a whole different story. But <laughs> it's just, it's that feeling of, you know, just not having to worry about anything. You, you really are in a completely different world. It's a bubble. And it, it's yeah. just a bubble of, you know, fun, really. And there's only two Even companies that I can think of that you feel that way. And it's Disney and Chick-fil-A. Like those, those are the only two companies where I feel like you are completely taken care of and they generally want to make you happy. Yeah. Um, I, I can't tell you how many times we've been to Chick-fil-A lately, especially with everything that's going on in the world and we can't go anywhere and sit down. So yeah, yeah their breakfast is great. Oh yeah. Anyway. Uh, uh, so as much as we enjoy Disney, what is one place that you'd like to visit some sort of Disney destination vacation that you've never done yet. If you were given the chance, where would you want to go? So I am, I'm a huge history buff and it mainly it's, it goes back to uh, medieval times, you know, earlier than that. And when I saw the itinerary for the adventures by Disney destination to Egypt, I was just like, that is something I have to go on. I love Egypt, you know, the, the history of Egypt, the pharaohs, the, the pyramids, you know, that time period. I can't get enough of it. My only fear is I will starve because I'm, <laughs> I'm not eating the stuff that the, the locals eat. But that, that is yeah, one. If that's I could, some interesting cuisine. Yeah. If I could ever get a chance to do that, that's the one I want to do. So what about you? That's pretty cool, actually. Uh, mine's pretty similar. I love Europe. Um, I think we're pretty similar in ways that I, I like history um, and not necessarily history buff, but I like uh, architecture and old buildings. Yes. And um, I've been to England and France before, and uh, I love that you get to go and experience these buildings that are several hundred years old and still open every day. Yes. Uh, and the history that goes along with them. While I may not, you know, remember all the history and everything, I, I really enjoy that and seeing all this really amazing architecture. So, um, I, I have an adventures by Disney too, just because I have gone to some of the continents, 
Um, so I would love to do one of the Ama Waterways uh, river cruises okay. uh, through Europe. I think that would be a lot of fun. That would. And that's definitely something that's on our bucket list too. That, that would, because it's, again, it's, I would love to go to those places, but I have to have it planned out for me. Like, I don't want to worry about where I'm stopping, where I'm staying the night, where I'm going to, like, I want to just go and enjoy the architecture, enjoy the museums, see the castles, see the, the you know, just the ancient ruins, just whatever, wherever I go. I just needed to be planned out for me. So that way, all I can do is go and relax. It's kind of like the Disney cruise line. Like you just get on the boat, like you're on the ship and you enjoy and you don't have to do anything. So that's a great thing about cruises though, is people don't understand if you, if you've never gone on a cruise before, um, you can do everything or you can do nothing. Yeah. Like they have so many activities and so many things you can do, um, that you, you could literally have things scheduled and planned all day, every day, or you could just get on the ship and go f- eat and lay out by the pool or, um, you know, lay on the beach when you get to the island and do absolutely nothing. I mean, it's, it's yeah. the best of both worlds. You can do anything. Yeah. And that, that's why they say, once you do a Disney cruise, you won't do another one. Like you, that is the only cruise line you'll go on. So <laughs> it is pretty magical. Yeah. So, all right. You ready to play a little game? Sure. Let's do it. All right. Let's, let's play this or that. And what it's going to be is we're going to give out 10 different Disney items and you just tell me your preference as, as, as quick as you can think of it. So Ooh, some of these are tough. So <laughs> Walt Disney World or Universal? Oh, Disney World. Disney World for me too. Harry Potter or Marvel Universe? Wow. The Marvel has picked up so much lately, but um, I think I'm going to go with Harry Potter in that one. See, I'm, I, I'm going to go Marvel just because I feel like, you know, that whole there's a superhero inside all of us. Yeah, I, I really want to believe that. <laughs> whether it's well, that's true, true or not but <laughs> but i i want to believe deep down that there's a wizard inside of me too I'm, but you know i'm a muggle it works i'm a muggle i know i am so <laughs> i'll get hit with a bludger i'll just fall off my broom like so. right. big thunder yeah, mountain. if you get the broom off the ground that's a whole other thing right? <laughs> big thunder mountain or space mountain uh i think space mountain's a bigger thrill and i and i used to work at pick thinner mountain so as much as i love it i think space mountain's a bigger thrill i'm gonna go opposite just to be opposite i'm gonna say big thunder mountain i love space mountain (laughs) i love the dark but i feel like if the lights are on i don't feel like it's as fast as it really seems like it is so i'm gonna say big thunder mountain well it's not so it's not that's a great thing (laughs) big thunder mountain is faster than space mountain a lot of people don't realize that yeah all right parades or fireworks i love the characters so i'm gonna say it's a parade i love a parade i'm not a huge fan of either one of them but I'm gonna say fireworks, uh, especially Disney fireworks. Like they they do something completely different than anybody else. So, yeah, again, it's, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I have family that we've taken down there, and and uh, it's just to go and sit and see the fireworks is incredible. Yeah, and I, I'm not like I said, I'm not a big fireworks guy. My parents took me to all the fireworks shows we can come across, and all the parades we can come across as a kid. And I think it, you know, it, I got worn out on it. But Disney's something completely different. So. It's the whole emotional feel that goes with the music and the fireworks together. And it's, it's great. It's probably why all the girls cry when it comes on, huh? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Live action movies or the classic animation? I think they've done a really good job with most of the live action movies, but I'm a classic guy. I love good classic yeah. animation. There, there are several live actions that I think are, you know, really good, but are they, are they better than the original? No, but like say Dumbo, for instance, I like the Dumbo story. Um, I like, really? I to see yeah, that. I like the beauty and the beast, but the classics are still better. So when you're talking about this one specific destination, are you downtown Disney or Disney Springs? Oh, 
I, I was there for a long time when it was downtown <laughs> Disney. Um, so I, I still kind of call it that, yeah, but I know it's Disney Springs. Um, I, I, I almost like downtown Disney better um, just because I, I'm starting to feel like it's a mall yeah. where downtown Disney had a different feel to it. It was, it was more energy um, in my opinion, yeah. but there's a lot of street atmosphere and entertainment that happens at Disney Springs, but yeah. I, I kind of like the classic down. I I am business wise. I say Disney Springs, but if I'm casually talking to somebody, downtown Disney just rolls right off my tongue. It's (laughs) you're used to it. Yeah, I'm just used to it, and it's you know the the downtown and Disney. So D is at both at the beginning of the words. It just flows easier. Um, Yeah, yeah. So I definitely got to catch myself when I'm talking to a client. I'm like downtown Disney. I'm like, where's that? And I'm like, oh, Disney Springs. Oh yeah. So (laughs) Mickey ice cream bar or ice cream sandwich. Oh, I'm all about the bar. Um, the I love bar. a good ice cream bar. Give me the bar. So, yeah. All right. This next one, without giving away any spoilers, because the ride is fairly new and I'm, most of our listeners may not have had a chance to ride it yet. <laughs> Flight of Passage or Rise of the Resistance? Oh, man. Um, Technology-wise, I think Flight of Passage is amazing, but I grew up with Star Wars, so Rise of the Resistance was incredible. Um, I like the Rise of the Resistance, I, I see the hype, but give me flight of passage. I don't know why. Maybe it's the water hitting you in the face, whatever, but I, I love flight of passage. So wait, you said don't give any spoilers. Well, but- I was talking about Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> flight of Passage has been out for a while. So I mean there's probably still people waiting in line, you know, that haven't written it yet. That's but, right. Um well that's because they didn't have us as travel comes here just to help them get those five passes. <laughs> yeah, no, don't don't quote us on that. Those are hard for us to get to. <laughs> Universe Orlando or Islands of Adventure? I am going to go with Islands of Adventure on that. Okay. What, I like the stories. What, I was going to say, what's your, what's your reasoning? Uh, well, okay. If I'm going to be that way, I'm going to name drop again. Um, I was actually on opening crew of Islands of Adventure. So uh, I have a jacket and that kind of still cemented it. But no, uh, I like the islands. I like the stories. I like that. Um, you know, when Universal Studios, when I was there, um, it's a, it's a studio, it's designed as a studio and it's designed um, to be a studio theme park. Mm-hmm. So it suspends some of the fantasy. And then when Islands came out, it was really um, more immersive entertainment. It's putting you in those stories yes. uh, instead of showing you how the stories were made. Yeah. So I'm really an Islands kind of guy. Yeah, I'm an Islands guy too. Like the ride is, it's a good ride, but just the queue, you know, just, just the wait for um, Kong Skull Island. I mean, like it's, you feel like King Kong is right next to you and you can't see him because it's so overgrown. It's just so huge. Uh, but give me, give me Hagrid's and give me the, uh, the Hulk coaster all day long. So. Yeah. And I'm really interested in that new one that's coming that we'll have to talk about in an upcoming episode. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, give me, give me islands. So, all right. Last one, classic Mickey or sorcerer Mickey. I think Sorcerer Mickey is kind of cool. I'm down with Sorcerer Mickey. I'm I'm down with Sorcerer Mickey too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. So normally about the 10 minute mark or so, we're going to do something that's called tell me, 10 minute, tell me something good. And it's just something that's going on good in, in, in the world, in our lives, something we were to help some clients do this week. Um, so Alan, you got something that you, you, a 10 minute good or 10 minute new? Uh, well, it's not super new. Um, it's fairly new, 
And uh, I really enjoyed even more than I thought I would the Skyliner at Disney World. Um, it's a great transportation method. It's free. Uh, it keeps people off the buses. Um, it moves pretty quick. I'm not a heights person and I don't typically love um, those sky ride, gondola ride kind of things. Um, so I was a bit nervous to go on the Skyliner the first time, uh, but the cabins are really large and spacious and uh, there's a lot of airflow through them uh, and they pipe you know, announcements and things in. Uh, so I think Skyliner has been a great addition uh, to the transportation options down at Disney World. I totally agree. I, I totally agree on the Skyliners. Um, I love them. And, you know, it makes it just another option. So you don't have to ride the bus or um, wait on the boats or some, you know, some of these other uh, resorts. So, um, but I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to say our podcast because I, I, uh -oh, I just know there's a need for it. People can't get enough of Disney. They can't get enough of the correct information, which is what we're going to provide. We're not going to provide rumors. We are not going to put out news before it's been actually, you know, official from Disney or Universal. So I'm going to say our podcast because I am, I am really excited about what we're going to bring to people. I am too. I think that's pretty cool. All right. So, well, we said on this episode, we're going to talk about the different Disney mountains. And for this, we're going to include Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and Expedition Everest. Um, they've, they've started to become mountains. They may not have mountain in their name, but they um, are definitely some of the bigger thrill rides at Disney. So, Alan, which one's your favorite? So uh, we're talking all the mountains, yep. right? So we got Big Thunder Mountain, Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, uh, Seven Doors Mine Train, and Expedition Everest. Yep. Um, I really enjoy Splash Mountain. I think that's a great attraction. Uh, I think it's one of the longest rides on property. Mm -hmm. You spend some of the most time there. Um, the animatronic figures are great. Uh, and it's one of those stories that, um, for whatever reason, uh, isn't out there as much anymore. So it's kind of nice to see one of the classics. Um, that's got a really great tribute to it. It's got some good music. Um, I really enjoy Splash Mountain. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that when they do the refurbishments that they haven't taken that away um, because it is a classic. And, you know, at some other theme parks or some, you know, different times people, you know, the whole can't can't do that, can't, you know, the, the not putting that movie on Disney+. Plus. I'm glad they kept it. Um, I would have to say you know, I love Everest for the thrill but I'm still big Thunder Mountain. True. Um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is up there, but I'm going to say big Thunder Mountain is mine just because it's a little bit of a thrill, but it's not so bad that everybody can't ride it. Um, so yeah, give me big Thunder Mountain. That's a great yeah. attraction though. Which one is, do you feel like is the most family friendly? Wow. Of the mountains, um, I would probably say Splash Mountain. I think it's the easiest uh, for most people. You know, they if when they view it, the first thing that comes to their mind is that big drop they see at the beginning. Uh, but that's such a small port of the attraction, and uh, I, I just feel like it gives you the opportunity for um, an adult to sit with two small kids, so you can kind of hang on to each other. Um, and it's got a lot of fun. Like I said, music and the animatronics, so the kids can look at it. And it can distract them from a little bit of thrill that's going on. So I'm going to say, I think splash is still the most family friendly as well. Yeah. I'm going to say splash as well. Um, basically for everything that you've said, but I'm going to throw in seven doors mine train 
because it's it's a thrill. You have a lot of the same things you have with Big Thunder Mountain, but Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, I feel like it's just so much shorter. So you're not yeah, you're true. not scaring a young child for so long that they don't want to get back on. It's almost like they're on, but then they'll forget <laughs> how bad it was. And then, you know, if they enjoy it, then you might be like, okay, well, they're ready for something bigger. So I, I feel like kids young enough, seven, six, you know, as long as they're tall enough, I think they can do seven doors line train. So I'm gonna throw that in because there is a close second or a, or a second. Well, the nice thing about the nice thing about seven doors too, is that uh, each person gets their own individual lap bar. Yes. So, you know, on big thunder mountain, if you're a smaller person sitting with a larger person, <laughs> that lap bar doesn't come down all the way for yes, some people that, is very true. that can make them a little Same nervous. Thing with splash mountain, <laughs> uh, but on seven doors. Yeah. Everybody gets their own lap bar. So um, you feel a little more secure yeah. in it too, I think. So, Funny story real quick. Fair points. Uh, funny story real quick. My um, my dad and my brother-in-law took um, my brother, my niece, and then my dad took my son to go ride um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. My dad couldn't get on the ride because his, he had double knee surgery, uh, or knee surgery on both knees, and he couldn't bend his knees enough to sit in the car. So... My uh, brother-in-law yeah. sat with my niece, who's three years younger than my son, and my son sat by himself, and he was six at the time, I think. And so we've got this picture of him holding on to the side of the car, sheer terror on his face for the ride <laughs> photo, and my brother-in-law in the car in front of him. So I was like, you didn't even ride behind him in case he fell out, you couldn't catch him. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just standing there just holding on as as tight as he can for dear life and the ride photo is just it's just one of those that's priceless i'm going to put it at his graduation i'm going to put it on his you know at his wedding like it's just it's never going to leave him so it's, it's hilarious we did that uh we we this is mean we did that a couple of years ago um we took a family vacation down so uh we went with my mom my brother and my sister-in-law and my nieces and uh the first night we were there, we went to Hollywood Studios and uh, my nieces were like seven and 11 and uh, there was no wait. So the first attraction we did was Tower of Terror. <laughs> and this is, this is, you know, towards evening, we've already had dinner. Uh, it's starting to get dark out and they spent the day in the car coming down overnight. And so they were kind of tired anyway. Uh, but we're in the same boat, man. The picture from Tower of Terror with them <laughs> is hysterical. Um, so my... my my one niece has got a hold of our arms like a death grip and this sheer look of terror. And the other one has got her hand slapped against her face, you know, like uh, the kid from Home Alone. <laughs> it's just, it's priceless. Some of those are amazing. And I got to tell people, never, never, never go without a memory maker because <laughs> yes. the, the pictures are the yes. best ever. You get those things that you don't expect and you're like, it's amazing. Yep. Yep. Makes it worth it. Yeah. All right. So what is the one mountain that you suggest that you have to use a fast fast for if you want to ride it oh of the mountains i'm going to say seven dwarves that's a pretty popular attraction yeah. uh you definitely want to make sure that one's on your list of fast passes yeah, i totally agree with you just because the again all of them are great equally but that one's just so new still that you know people are still trying to catch it and ride it for the first time so yeah definitely get your fast pass for or multiple times yeah. So yeah. you get your fast pass for seven dwarfs. I usually, because we do Magic Kingdom usually two days, I will usually do a seven dwarfs mm -hmm. both days just just because I think it's that good. It's, it's totally yeah. worth it. Yeah. All right. You ready to rank them one through five for the most thrills? 
Ooh, okay. Um, I'm going to say most thrills is going to be Everest, number one. Yeah. Um, I'll say Space Mountain probably second, just because of the dark. And unless you're sitting in the front seat, you can't necessarily see what's coming. Um, I would say uh, maybe Big Thunder Mountain and then Seven Dwarves and Splash Mountain. I think that's the rank I would go with. What about you? So I'm going to go backwards. So my, my number five, I would say, is probably Seven Dwarfs. Um, because it's really not, it, you don't have that many hills. It is fast, but most of it's quick turns. Um, mm-hmm. Then I'm going to say Splash, because other than the drop, well, the, the, the few drops, Splash is pretty slow, and you know you got a lot to go on on for the most of the ride. Um, Big Thunder Mountain and Space, those are two close ones. Uh, I feel like if you could see, space would be, you know, further down on the list. But because you can't see, you don't know what's going on. You feel like everything's going so fast. You got all these lights flashing in front of your face. I would say space is probably number three. And then we've talked a lot about Big Thunder. So I'm going to say Big Thunder is number two. And then just the, the fact that you're going backwards on Everest, I think gives it the, the, the number one on my list because that's the only ride that I can, you know, that, um, animal kingdom that you really get some big thrills on and you know like i said with it going yeah. backwards and then the speed of it the drops that one i say was definitely number one on my list so yeah i think that's the biggest yeah. thrill definitely so you ready to do some more trivia so um yeah let's let's move on and talk about some trivia so um a couple different things we want to see is uh, how many attractions do you think you can name at epcot in just 10 seconds. So I, I'm going to let you go there. first on this one. I'm going to go first. I'm going to say you go first. Uh, on in, in 10 seconds, I'd say probably eight. Okay. Um, I think. What's your, what's your over under? I'm going to say I think you can do over eight. Now we're, we're talking okay. about attraction, not rides. So um, I'm not going to give anything away. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I think you can do more than eight. So let me get my let me get my timer out. All right, so ten seconds. You probably already written them all down by him. I didn't actually. I'm not cheating. <laughs> That's right, guys. We go by the honor system on our show. Okay, <laughs> so if you're ever a guest or you're playing along, we're not cheating. Nope. All right, Alan. Ten seconds. Ready? All right. Go. Uh, Mission space. Test track, uh, uh, finding uh, the seas with Nemo, uh, Soren, uh, the land boat ride, uh, imagination. Time up. How many did I get? Five. five. See, part of the problem with Epcot is they've got long names. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> All right. Oh, you let me down. I let you down. Well, cast member, you had this. Well, I didn't ever work at Epcot, to be honest. I, I tend to spend more time at Epcot with um, a beverage in my hand when I'm there, <laughs> if I'm being totally honest. All right. I'm going to set a timer for you. And we are going to give you 10 seconds. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. So I got to beat five. Got to beat five. Got to beat five. Okay. All right. Get set and go. Uh, the Seas with Nemo and Friends. Frozen Ever After. Uh, Journey into, or 
yeah journey with figment whatever whatever it's called <laughs> <Time> um, <laughs> see is it really it is i'm telling you it's the long <laughs> names in 10 seconds that's hard Oh, good. I didn't even get Soren out. I should have done that. That's the yeah, shortest one. You got three. I got to say, I beat yeah, you on that oh. one. <laughs> We're going to have to up the time next, next time. <laughs> I have to keep that in mind, right? <laughs> That's cool. <sighs> All right. So we're moving on to uh, the redesign of Epcot, right? Yeah. Epcot is going through some major changes. What do you think about that? Um. I have mixed emotions, honestly. I, I love Epcot. That that is my favorite park, um, mainly because it's it's slow paced, but there's plenty to do. There's plenty to experience. Um, I feel like that used to be one of the easiest places to meet characters. True, they were out and readily accessible. I'm a character guy. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm a character guy. So it was you get the fast pass for Mickey and his friends, which is gone now. Um, or it's, it's no longer, it's not gone, but it's no longer, you know, it's being broken. It's now up, a yeah. tiered one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you got all the princesses wandering around in their home countries, which I think is really cool. I agree. But I also think that it needed an upgrade. Like there, there are some things that definitely needed to be changed and I'm glad to see they're doing a lot of new things, but I, there's just some stuff I wish they don't, you know, they would, they wouldn't touch and I hope they don't touch. So What's one of those things you hope they don't touch? Um, I know there's talk of putting a new land in, like a new country. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I'm ready for that. Because I feel like the, they, each, uh, each country has a uni- uniqueness to it. You know, most of them tie back to a Disney movie somehow or something like that. And if they're bringing in one of these countries that they're talking about bringing in, I just kind of wonder how are they going to tie it in or are they just going to, it's just going to be a country that's there. So that's fair. That's fair. Um, So I kind of feel like as much as I enjoy Epcot, I feel like um, Epcot has been the least Disney of all the Disney parks. So I don't feel like, you know, you're immersed in um, the stories and things there as much. So I'm actually kind of enjoying that they're bringing more of the intellectual properties in. So, I mean, like um, changing Maelstrom to Frozen Ever After. Uh, mm-hmm. First of all, that attraction has probably never seen queues that long for that no. consistent amount of time in a long time. Maelstrom was a great attraction, um, but th- they did a great job of Frozen. So seeing them bring and some of did. those in, um, yeah, some of the other things that are coming in that bring more characters um, to the parks, I think is great. And I think it gives it hopefully a little more of that um, kind of magical feel. And part of that is going through a whole transformation of Epcot from what it was. So, you know, Epcot was the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. So it was really about education and learning and discovery. Um, And some of that's still there. They're trying to bring some of that classic stuff back. Um, But it's really just going to completely change. I think it'd be a lot more Disney than it's ever been. And I'm kind of looking forward to that. Yeah, I I am too. And I I feel like they kind of lost their way with their plan when they created Epcot. I think they had a plan in mind and then they realized this isn't going to work, but we've already got it started. How do we, you know, how do we adapt? And I'm glad that they see that they're finally doing that, but they haven't totally taken away from what Epcot was like, you know, the maelstrom, they, um, 
you know, they kept the track. So it's all, it's all the same ride system and the same boat. They just incorporated much, yeah. frozen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so you have your classic people who, you know, loved what it was still get to experience that just with a new storyline. So, yep. But I will, I will be excited to see um, how the Ratatouille ride comes out. So you want to talk about that one a little bit? Yeah. So um, the announced attractions that we know are coming to Epcot in the future um, the first one is going to be the Ratatouille attraction. So that is an expansion of the France Pavilion. Uh, they are getting fairly close with that. Uh, and we're, we're looking forward to it. It's, it's supposed to be um, very similar, if not identical, to the attraction that is in France at Paris Disney at their studio park. Um, and you shrink down to the size of Ratatouille and you get to go through an experience uh, you know, through the kitchen and some other things. Um, it's one of the trackless rides uh, systems that they're bringing in. Um, and I, I think it's going to be a really great addition, uh, especially to that section of the park. I'm excited to see Ratatouille. Hopefully we still get yeah. that this year. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out with the construction. Um, the biggest one that I'm excited about, and they, they've really kind of kept it um, kept it under wraps as far as how it's all going to work out. I know they released the the cars and how the cars are going to move and stuff. But I'm really excited about the Guardians of the Galaxy. I agree. I, I feel like that, that that is one thing I felt like Epcot was missing. It needed was a thrill. some kind of thrill. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, it, it's going to be a huge hit for one. Like Test Track is a thrill ride. But really that last couple seconds of Test Track is really the big thrill. Exactly. Um, I think the draw to Test Track is you just get, you get to design your car and see how it plays out. But Guardians of the Galaxy, from what I've seen as far as the coaster and the track and the way the cars are going to swivel back and forth, that to me is going to be a completely different experience that Disney's never done before. So yeah. I'm excited to see how that one works out. I am too. I mean, I'm a, I'm a thrill ride. I'm a roller coaster guy. Um, and the, it's nice the way they're kind of building some of the excitement because they um, enclosed the building before all mm-hmm. of the coaster track was done. So you didn't get that, yeah. you know, oh, we see what's coming. Where, um, yeah. you know, the one that's going over at the Magic Kingdom uh, has been built a little differently. You got to see almost all of the track before it started getting enclosed. So, yeah. um, you know, just a little more secrecy going in with Guardians of the Galaxy. And I, I'm excited about that one, too. Yeah, the, the one at Magic Kingdom, not going to name names, but they, they released the track before they released the vehicles. Yeah. I think the vehicles are the coolest thing about that one. That's true. So it, it'll be very interesting to see how that one plays out, too. But yeah, I'm I'm super excited about guardians of the galaxy um, another one you brought it up earlier is the skyliner mm-hmm. i love any chance i get to not ride a disney bus <laughs> nope i know people love the disney buses i am completely okay with them as long as they're not overcrowded and it's not the middle of july <laughs> but i because i'm the guy that i'm gonna stand up and i'm gonna let somebody have my seat yep I'm going to hold the stroller, you know, all that. So if I don't have to ride those Disney buses, I'm all for it. And just the having the Skyliner, which is already attached to some of my favorite resorts anyway, mm-hmm. as another option to get from park to park, I'm all for it. And it takes you to the back entrance of Epcot, which I love anyway, because you, you skip, you know, hidden secret if you don't know but you get to skip most of the most of the lines uh as far as your weight and security checks are a little bit shorter um and you walk right into 
the World Showcase. So, yeah, give, give me the Skyliners, definitely. Yeah, right between England and France. It's perfect. Yep. So another thing that's coming um, that they've not said a whole lot about yet is the new play pavilion that's going into uh, the pavilion where Wonders of Life used to be. So we know a little bit about this pavilion. Um, it's supposed to uh, be fairly interactive. Uh, it looks like they're going to bring some of the characters in from uh, Wreck-It Ralph and possibly um, Pixar's, um, oh, what's the name of it? What's the emotion one? Uh, inside out. Inside out. Yeah, Pixar's Inside Out. <laughs> so, wow, that's crazy. Uh, and so, I've drawn a blank too. So Wreck-It Ralph, and it looks like uh, Inside Out characters will be there. So it's curious to see um, what they're going to do with that because that building that building has gone through some changes uh, and, and it's really being underutilized. So it'd be a good opportunity to um, bring something new, hopefully some more characters, like I said, back to Epcot um, with the construction that's going on. Some of them are out uh, and, and some that we maybe haven't seen in a while or we're not used to seeing. Give them a new home. That'd be kind of cool. So, uh, um, another big thing is that, you know, they've got that new entrance going up and I know a lot of people are upset about it, that they've taken down all the monuments, but, um, again, I think it's something, you know, that whole area was, was destined to be, need to be redone. Yeah. And I know, like I said, people aren't fans of it, but I think after time, once they experience it for a little while, it'll just be like everything else. And, uh, you know, they'll adjust and they'll say, oh, you know, this isn't so bad. But that one's a hard one for me to wrap my brain around, too, because it's that's just what I've always known is when it comes to Epcot. That is what I envision. The big monuments. Yep. Well, just that walk right there. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not the easiest walk. It's not the most appealing walk. Exactly. But that's what everybody that's what everybody knows. Yeah. You got to so, go in. You got to take the long walk under the ball. So yeah. that that will still be there. Um so none of my family had uh, their faces on the legacy walls on the monument. So <laughs> <Mine either. laughs> we, we don't have the concern, I guess, of them it's being taken away. Uh, that was always an odd thing to me. It, it, it was. Uh, and I don't think it's a bad idea uh, for somebody to be able to do that, but maybe not right at the entrance. Maybe that could be, you know, off to the side. There's a sec special section, maybe a garden or something that has them. Uh, and supposedly they're going to do something with those plaques. Um, I don't know what, maybe they'll put them on a wall somewhere. Um, but I think, yeah. I don't know, it feels a little too funeral memorial to me <laughs> when you walked in there. So I always thought that was a little odd. Um, and I think it'd yeah. be good to have the green space and the landscaping things come back. Yeah, uh, make you, it nice you definitely opening. don't get the, yeah, you definitely don't get the feel of, you know, walking under the train station at Magic Kingdom or, sure. um, walking through the turnstiles, like you're, you're driving up to Hollywood at, at um, Hollywood studios and animal kingdom is its own different thing because of, they have to do certain things there, the way they run their park and because of the animals, but you definitely just, it, it feels like you get out of a, almost like six flags. I hate to say it, but it, yeah. you get out of your car in the parking lot and you're right at the gate. Yep. So, well, that's all yeah, changing too with the, the uh, tram entrances and the way they're being yeah. redone which I'm okay with that too. It seems like there's going to be a lot better flow, especially at Epcot yes. entrance. Yes, and which it needs because that, it gets so crowded right there with everybody trying to take their selfie at the you know, Spaceship Earth. And, you know, it definitely needs a better flow. So. Well, it was always kind of interesting um, the way the parking trams 
pulled in through part of the walkway. So yeah, the, the parking trams are all being shifted <laughs> now. So you won't actually have to cross tram pathic, tr tram traffic to get into the park <laughs> or out. Yeah. Uh, did we miss anything? Well, there's one thing that um, is still coming and it's, it's the reimagining of Spaceship Earth. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, with things going on in the world right now, I think that might have been put on pause. There's nothing official. I was, uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. But if it's mostly an upgrade, um, I think it's due. I'd like to see uh, a little change. There, there has been changes to uh, Spaceship Earth in the past. You know, they put the video screens in in different languages um, several years back uh, that did some more translation and things, part of the technology. So it's not like, you know, Spaceship Earth has been untouched. Um, but it is a, it, it's a classic attraction and it's one of those that we enjoy doing uh, every time we go. So if most of what they were doing is reimagining and plussing it and, you know, amping it up a little bit. Um, I'm all for that. So uh, I'm curious to see where that goes now. Yeah, I, I am too. I, I love Spaceship Earth. I don't know why. Uh, mainly because I guess it's a classic, but it's also a good 15 minute ride where you're not walking around in the heat. So yep. air conditioning, it gets a, get a little chill. hot in there. Yeah. Yeah. It gets a little hot in there, but it's still, it's nice to just sit down and relax and, and, and just enjoy a ride. Same thing with like carousel progress and the, and the, the people mover. Like you're, you're just sitting down, relaxing. <laughs> Catching a breeze. It's great. Yeah. And yep. one other so. thing that we didn't mention that's officially announced is uh, the changes coming to the fireworks show at Upcut. So we uh, oh, said yeah. goodbye to Illuminations last year and uh, we brought in Epcot Forever. Epcot Forever. And towards the end of this year, uh, Epcot Forever will make way for Harmonious, a new uh, nighttime spectacular for Epcot. And that, that's another one that I'm wondering if they will delay and put off towards next fall. Um, I don't know how much construction and, and things they were able to do for whatever they need to do on the water, but you know, we, we've had three months now of almost no construction um, at, at all the parks. And so, and I know they got to have some play with the timing and things like that. So that'll be another one that I'm interested to see if they, they get on schedule or if they're just going to push back till next year as well. So, yeah, uh, I think they've gotten pretty far through a lot of the structure from what I've seen. Um, some of the new uh, fireworks barges uh, have been spotted on site and are being um, floated. So uh, that tells me they're getting fairly close. There's been a lot of restructure they've been doing um, for the pyrotechnics and sound and things that are going on. Um, I, I'm looking forward to that and hoping that it is um, a, a welcome addition. I, I'm not a huge fan of Upcut Forever. Yeah. Um, I wasn't, I haven't been a huge fan of any of Epcot shows for a while. And I think mainly because it's just so hard to see them. That's true. There's no, there's no good place to stand unless you sit and you, you get a spot super early. You're looking over people's heads or you're missing part of the show because you're in the wrong part of the country. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've, I've just not been pleased with the reviews so far of, of it. So I'll be, I'll be happy to see what, what is uh, Epcot forever well, turns out to be. So yeah. Well, what's Epcot forever goes and it's harmonious. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I think that uh, covers just about uh, all the announced things that are coming to Epcot. Is it, it's, it's my favorite park, but I definitely am ready for some changes. Just not too many. 
<laughs> are you are you changing so, verse, Brian? <laughs> you know, I, there's just some things that I'm just I'm good with change, but I like my classics. I like I like what I like, and I'm going to be upset if I go and I'm like, oh, that this isn't here anymore. Yep. So, um, oh yeah, but I think it's going to be good. I, I think the the spreading out of the characters will be, you know, much easier for people to go and and see the ones they want. Um, it's always nice to introduce new things, uh, especially as the age group, the age demographic changes. And, you know, the people that went when they were younger, they don't want to go and see the same show that they saw when they were younger. If they didn't like it then, they're probably not going to like it now, you know, so <laughs> it, it'll be good just for the changes to come. And I'm just ready to go, honestly. Like, I, I just kind of want to walk around and just see what's happened since the last time that then. I don't really care if I ride anything or, or not. I'll just, I just want to walk around. Yep. You know, so. All right. Well, I guess that is the end of our show this week, right? I think that brings us to the end of our topics. Yep. Yeah. So uh, we want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, Catch us next time as we discuss the, uh, our favorite moderate resorts. Um, Excited about that one because I love my moderate resorts. Uh, I'm, I don't need to stay at Deluxe. I like the moderates. Um, Port Orleans Riverside is probably my favorite, but that changes every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, we'll play Have You Seen It? A couple of different Disney movies. We'll see if each other's seen them. Uh, I, I don't think I probably won't do very well on that list. Uh-oh. Um, and then I think we're going to talk about Disney Cruise Line next time, right? I believe that's on the list, yep. Um, Lots of good things to look forward to. I love Disney Cruise Line. So, (laughs) Um, so yeah, you want to tell them where they can find us on social media? Absolutely. So if you want to find out more about the Gears Podcast, you can find us at www.gearspodcast.com. You can also find us at Gears Podcast on Facebook or Gears underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And from there, you'll be able to link to uh, each of our Ears of Experience pages as well. So check us out. Uh, tune in for your next episode. Uh, we hope you guys will keep listening. All right. So at each episode, at the end of each episode, we're going to leave you guys with a quote from Walt Disney. We couldn't come up with a better one for our very first episode. So all our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. So until next time, go pursue your dreams, guys. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you stay tuned. Thank you, guys. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.